First is a mindset. What's important is to know that activity, not to borrow that confidence from your gear. What you just said remind me what my mentor always say: like the most valuable thing you can bring up a climb is knowledge. You're listening to Switchback, an outdoor community podcast, building up the outdoor community and breaking down barriers of access through storytelling, expert interviews, and honest conversations about the outdoors. I'm your host, Kelsey Keidel, an outdoor-based mental health counselor associate and fellow adventurer based in Indiana. This week, you'll be hearing from Zoe So. Based in New Mexico, Zoe is a rock climber and owns her own business where she repairs outdoor gear and clothing. Zoe was the perfect guest to chat about the topic of gear culture. For many people, acquiring gear is a huge barrier of access into the outdoors. Not only can outdoor gear and apparel be expensive, it can be a challenge to know what exactly to spend your money on. And then there's often an influential pressure to be loyal to certain high-end brands in order to look like you fit into the space. So that's what we're talking about in this episode. We discuss how to acquire gear without breaking the bank. Zoe shares some practical tips for how to extend the life of your gear and clothing. We discuss the sentimental value that many gear pieces carry and how gear, even damaged gear, can be a powerful tool for connection. We also talk about Zoe's climbing guinea pigs and her love for trad climbing. Zoe is an intelligent, deep thinker, and she's incredibly kind. I'm so glad to call her a new friend and cannot wait to go pull on some rocks with her in the future. But for now, I'll let you enjoy our conversation. Here's my chat with Zoe Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's, it's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. I would love for you to just share with our audience um, who you are and what you do. Okay. Uh, my name is Zoe Zoe. I'm a climber and I run an outdoor gear repair business. Awesome. How long have you been doing both of those things? Oh, okay. I started climbing since 2016 and uh, I started my business on January 2020. Almost two years then. Yes, almost two years. That's exciting. Yeah, I just uh, I just renewed my registration. Actually, <laughs> so like, yeah, perfect. Do you run that business um, out of your home? Ah, uh, no, I actually rented a like a studio place, two rooms, oh. yeah, uh, tiny windows but enough lights. One room I use for uh, drop offs, shelves, and pickup shelves, and I use the other room to repair. And are you doing that full time? Yes, I do it Monday to Friday, uh, 10 to 5, because I really like to sleep a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the sweet perks of being an entrepreneur, though, is you get to set your own schedule. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, 
Every morning after my thing, I sleep enough. I feel very good to work all day, and、mm-hmm. I find out I do work better in the afternoon. So leave the morning time to meditation, exercise, and food.、Mm. It's perfect for me. That sounds lovely.、Um, <laughs> what inspired you to start that business? So it's a it's a little bit long story.、Um, I'm a member of New Mexico Mountain Club,、mm-hmm. specifically involved in technical climbing section.、Uh, the club organizes our、uh, climbing events through meetup. Mm-hmm. So during these events, I've noticed that oftentimes people have tears and rips on their pants, jackets, or backpacks. So I said to them, like,、um, "Hey, there's a rip on your pants," and and they would they would say, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> and I said, "Well, why don't you fix it?" And and they told me, "Well, I don't know how." Well, then I realized that not everyone. You know, not everyone sews,、mm. and and you know we all have that problem, which is like whatever we're good at, we assume that everybody you know does the same.、Mm. So, and I like I like sewing since I can remember.、Okay. I still remember fixing my own book bag.、Aww. You know, the zipper was broken when I was in elementary school. It's just so fun to me.、Mm. So I asked them, like, what do you do when the tear gets bigger? And the answer is often whether it will end up in the trash or at the bottom of their closet.、Mm. Then the idea came to my mind: I can repair it. Oh, that's so sweet! So you just you saw a very real problem in your community, and then you came up with a solution. Yeah, and I find out there's no business exists like this in New Mexico, and outdoor gear can be expensive sometimes. And I believe most people would rather spending, you know, thirty to fifty dollars to repair a piece of two hundred dollar gear than buying a new one.、And、to me, that just makes perfect sense. So I went for it. Absolutely, yeah. I had a similar experience with some climbing shoes.、Um, I had a pair of climbing shoes that. They like formed to my feet, so they fit perfectly. But then the toes got worn out, and I really like didn't want to get rid of them because they fit so good to my feet. So I got those repaired, and yeah, I get to keep using them. And I I agree with you. I think most people would rather keep using those items that they love if only they had a way to to get them fixed. Absolutely, yeah. They um sometimes it's like for you, it's like those shoes just fit you so well now, and then there are a lot more reasons like oh, you know, this jacket was given to me by my dad, and I always see him wearing it. It just makes me feel so warm, you know. And、uh, a lot of the gear carry a lot of story. Um, one of my customer brought me a like a. The the kind of classic Levi jacket,、mm-hmm. and he he said like he bought he bought it he found it in a thrift store for five dollars,、wow. but that was yeah that was when he was at the like the lowest point in his life, and that jacket actually like, in a way kept him warm and、uh, means a lot to him, and from from that time to to the re- to the To later on, 
it, it gave him enough like warmth and courage. So it means so much. He wants to repair it. And I called him. I said, "This so this jacket. It's so worn. It's so old. It, like the lining and the outside is basically separated." Wow. Yeah, and I said, "So this is the money you repair this jacket is enough for you to buy a new one." So I always tell people that ahead, just to make sure that you really want me to do this. And、uh, he said, "Yeah, because it means so much to me." So I did it, and、uh, it's like better than new. And he was so happy. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, what are like the most common items that you're repairing for people?、Mm, that'd be pants. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of people rip their pants. You know, hikers, climbers. We we all use our pants pretty, like pretty often. Like, you know,、uh, when you're hiking, scrambling. Sometimes my favorite thing is to like to do a butt down position, so that scratches your pants. And also, if you climb on you know limestone, that scratch your pants too. Oh yeah. Other than that, it will be zippers on jackets and tents. Ooh, okay. So you you don't just repair clothing; you also repair other gear items. Yes, what I tell people is that、uh, whatever I can sew, I can repair it. Even a、uh, top like pop pop up tent、uh-huh. for like cars, I've repaired the zipper, zippers on it. If there's a rip, I repair it. Whatever it is on, you know. Wow. Well, and I've looked at some some photos of things that you've repaired for people, and I think it's so cool because. Some of the items, like they look brand new, like you can't even tell that they were ever repaired. But then some of them, you add like your own little style and flair to it. Yeah. Oh, you know, whenever people say do whatever you you like, that's kind of like yes. You know, that's like when you go to a restaurant, you order、um, chef's special, like whatever chef wants to make. I think that's that that just inspires the most creation、mm-hmm. in my head. But I also ask people like, what would you like? Do you like to、uh, be like、um, not very obvious repair, or you want it to be a little bit flashy, a little bit tasty? And what color do you want? And if they leave it to me, then awesome. That's my favorite kind. But I also like when they have. When they have their own opinion, because I just want to do things that make makes everyone happy, makes you happy, then it makes me happy. I love that. Tell me a little bit about how you got into rock climbing. Okay,、um, so after I moved to America, I started a、uh, Chinese language meetup. Oh. And yeah, every meetup there's like a big group, but one time there were a couple there, and we were talking about. Talking about、um, hobbies, and I, I say what I like to do, and then I ask people what they like to do in Chinese, sometimes in English too.、Mm-hmm. And what, that couple said rock climbing, and then that's when I was actually considering start、uh, climbing. So, and they were actually the man was the chair of New Mexico Mountain Club that year. So it's perfect. So we start talking, and then got into that club. Actually, New Mexico Mountain Club helped me a lot. Like basically,、uh, guide me to this climbing life safe,、mm-hmm. safely. That's great. Do you、um, mostly do sport climbing or trad, or what do you like to to climb? I started only do sport climb. But now I'm hundred percent into trad climb. Cool. 
for me, it's uh, it's like you know, you sport when you sport climb, you only clip in where the bolts are, you mm-hmm. know. But when you're trad climb, you protect yourself whenever you want to. Yeah, <laughs> that's very attractive to me. <laughs> So you can put as much protection up as you want. Yeah, I, whenever I want. I've never trad climbed. Um, I've followed someone up before, um, and so I just used what they what they placed. But um, yeah, I think it it looks really cool. Um, but I've not I've not learned how to do it myself yet. It is interesting when you get into it. <laughs> it's it's a it's another. It feels more accomplished that you got up there with your own gear, your own effort. Mm, that and, makes sense. And especially, I like I like crack climbing, and a lot mm. of the trad climb is crack climb. What are um, some of your favorite places you've climbed? Uh, Inning Creek. Oh, okay. Inning Creek is pretty awesome. Mm. It's it's uh, it's another world. <laughs> the track there is one of a kind. And you don't really get to practice much because you know two two uh, two times per year is April and uh, October, mm-hmm. and uh, every year I'm just like super excited for that trip. Oh. And also locally, uh, Sandias in Albuquerque is uh, pretty nice too. Well, Zoe, one of the reasons why I invited you on the show is to just talk a little bit about gear culture. I think a lot of times, and I've fallen into this as well, um, a lot of times people, they assume that they have to have like the most expensive, uh, fanciest um, gear and clothing. And I think for some people, that is kind of a barrier to to starting something like hiking or backpacking or climbing um, or whatever the activity is. And so I wanted to to just ask about your perspective on that. Like, is that something that you have noticed um, in your outdoor communities? So I understand why people tend to think that way because uh, it's exciting Mm -hmm. and also scary to step into a new activity. Um, So it could be comforting Mm -hmm. for us to think that if I have better gear, and I feel more confident. Mm. Yeah, that I think that's one of the reasons. That that yeah. reason you can it happens in every area. Mm-hmm. I remember it happened when I was weightlifting, and then my friends asked me like, "Oh, I don't have the 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 the, the waist belt. What do I do?" I'm like, you don't need that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another reason is you know also on social media, most of the time you only see sponsored athletes wearing big brands doing impressive things that naturally just leaves a deeper impression in our head Mm, yeah I've seen I've seen actually I've seen the opposite of that in my uh in the climbing uh club Mm -hmm. mountain club uh one of my friend my friend he is such a good climber but you never see him wearing any big brand it's all he's always wearing jeans his jeans and his jacket he climb all kinds of off ways so impressive he must be flexible to climb in jeans I know (laughs) (laughs) so I was always inspired by him Mm, that that is cool I think you brought up a really great point though like if I am trying something that 
has an element of risk to it. So like climbing, for example, uh, I might feel safer and more secure if I have like the name brand brand new item because I know it hasn't been worn or um, or anything like that. Exactly. Like um, what you just said remind me um, what my mentor always say. Like the most valuable thing you can bring up a climb is knowledge. Ooh. Like we just need to remember the gear, fancy gear is not that important. Mm. What's what important? What's important is like what we know that what we can do and what we can't. Yeah, yeah, that's so good because if you don't have like the technique or the problem solving skills, you could have the. Th- fanciest gear in the world but you're going to be stuck down on the ground (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) one of the positive effects of repairing your gear is that it produces less waste and consumption sustainability is a crucial component of outdoor recreation i wanted to share about a more sustainable product that i love stasher Stasher makes reusable silicone baggies that you can use over and over again versus the disposable plastic zip baggies. They come in a variety of sizes to fit your needs and are so easy to clean. I most commonly use mine for packing my lunch and snacks on trail. I've also poured water in my Stasher bags to soak a dehydrated meal while backpacking. They make great wet bags for your swimming suit after a day at the beach too. By using Stasher, You have a sustainable way to transport your goods and leave a more positive impact on the planet. And as an affiliate partner of the show, when you order Stasher with my unique link, you'll also be supporting the Switchback Podcast. Use the unique link in the show notes to purchase your Stasher bags today. Now, back to Zoe. I was wondering if you had some advice for people on how they can keep their gear or their clothing in good condition. Like, is there anything that that people can do to make their items last longer? There definitely are. What happened most is is a malfunctional zipper. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, people uh, feel like they have to throw it away just because the zipper slider stopped working. Mm-hmm. And uh, an easy way, like I have a few tips uh, for your jackets, mm-hmm. and no matter what kind of jackets, either rain jackets or, or you know, puffies, is when you um, zip up and down, mm-hmm. people normally want to pull out because that's convenient. Mm-hmm. And what's correct, the correct way is if you zip up, you point up too. If you zip down, you point down. Mm. Otherwise, you end up wicking the zipper slider. So that's one of the easiest thing to do, but most like easy easy to forget too. Mm. And for tent too, um, if if you could just wash your tent every every time or every other time you use it. If you can't wash it, if the place that you camped is like uh, dusty or dry and dusty, you could at least brush off the zipper. You might not see the difference. 
But by doing that, you are really making that zipper's life longer. Wow, that that is so helpful. <laughs> I've never thought about the way that I like zip and unzip. I'm I'm gonna think about you every time I zip my jacket now. Yeah, that's great. Every time I fix a zipper, I tell my customer like, you know how to make it last longer. That's the trick. If you remember to do that, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there is a there is a special tip that I found out like a year ago when I was repairing so many zippers on a tent.、Uh-huh. Um. Like when you like set up everything's already, and then you go in and out your tent, you zip up and down. Sometimes you just feel like oh, it's it's just a little bit tricky to to zip close. Zip close is the tricky part.、Mm-hmm. So whenever that happens, you try to grab the inside pull instead of the outside pull.、Oh. If you're outside the tent, you want to zip close. You try to grab the inside pull,、uh-huh. and it's much easier. It's the same if you're inside of the tent. And you can try to grab the outside pole. The angle makes it much easier to zip down. Wow, that's so helpful! Thank you. You should try it. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go set up my tent now and give it a try. Though, <laughs> <laughs> what you you just gave me an excuse to go camping now. <laughs> it's a it's always the best time to camp. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I wanted to. Brainstorm some ideas、um, for people who are trying to acquire gear and things、um, for their adventures, but maybe they're trying to save money along the way.、Um, so I thought it might be helpful to to just share some ideas of how people、um, can get the gear that they need without. Like breaking their bank account, so I'll、yeah. I'll let you go first. Yes. Um. Behind the idea, first is a is a mindset.、Mm-hmm. Um. So to think that what's important is to know that activity.、Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, not to borrow that confidence from your gear.、Mm-hmm. So I think the best best way first is to borrow gear from your friends. I remember、uh, my climbing mentor always says to new climbers, "Don't buy gear right away. Borrow it. We love to share. It builds connection. It not only builds connection like." You talk about like where you're gonna go, what do you want to do, and then you get a lot of、uh, experience from just other people's experience. Just talking about it, and then with that time, slowly you find out. Oh, I think I really want a backpack like this. Then spending the money buying it doesn't feel like fishing, like fishing for my for the perfect pack for me. So I think borrow it is is really good. Like we all love to share. Yeah. Another one is like at Albuquerque. There is a outdoor a store called. Outdoor regear、mm-hmm. only sell secondhand outdoor stuff.、Mm-hmm. It's huge, so people can try to find a similar kind of store in their own city. It's a great resource. I actually have my poster there. Oh yay! <laughs> yeah, if they, bear, if they buy any like gear, like oh, there's a broken zipper, like just bring it to me. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, I I. 
think borrowing is a great idea for so many reasons. Like what you said, you can try something out without buying it first and see how it works if you like it. Um, and then you have something to, to work towards um, whenever you do decide to, to purchase something. And and yeah, like like you said, um, it builds community and connections between mm-hmm. people. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's definitely a good way to go. Um, actually, I a thrift store is a, is a good place to go too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need patience for sure. Not every time you go, you can find something because it has everything. It's not like only focused on outdoor gear. But uh, when you get lucky, you can get really good gear. Because recently, I just got a really good brand, goose down, perfect condition vest for like $15. That's great. That's so good. Yeah, I got really lucky recently um, at a thrift store as well. I was not looking for these, but um, I found three... Um, yoga mats in really great condition um and yeah I um my like main business is I'm an outdoor based mental health counselor and so I've been wanting to have some extra yoga mats just to let people borrow and share and Mm. so when I was at the thrift store I don't know what I was looking for that day it wasn't yoga mats but when I saw them like yeah they were five dollars each and that was perfect. I had a yeah. bonus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, what you said about having patience, that's patience is definitely key. I think thrift shops are also really good for um, camp cooking items, mm. extra pots and pans and things. Yeah. Yeah. I found some, uh, some, some sleeping pad there too. Ooh, that's a yeah. good one. I'm still using it. Another idea that I had, it kind of goes along the lines with borrowing, but it's go on a trip with a group of experienced people who already have most of the gear and they can share with you when you're on that trip. If you don't have your own tent yet, go with someone who does have a tent that you you guys can stay in the tent together. Yeah. That's a good idea too, absolutely. Like after the trip, you probably have a list of things like what you like to get. Yeah. Maybe because of like Instagram and the way things can kind of be portrayed online. I think people sometimes think they have to have a certain brand name of an item when they they could get something similar at like a Walmart or a different a different kind of store. And so like just not being embarrassed to get something at, at a different brand, I think is important. Yes, absolutely. And then of course, getting things repaired. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Zoe, do you repair things for people in other states as well? Like can people mail things to you? Yes, they can. Recently, I got a few uh, good posts and I got a lot of attention from people out of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got so many items to repair. Uh, one of them was a parka. That was that felt really satisfied uh, because uh, it was so tricky. But yeah, I, I do accept uh, um, business from out of, out of New Mexico. Awesome. One thing I have just been so excited to ask you about is your guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us about your guinea pigs? 
Uh, sure. They are great crack climbers. <laughs> they're they're so good at that. Um, twenty twenty one was a rough year for most of the people. So guinea pig climbers' mission is to be incredibly adorable and wholesome, to um, inspire you and put a smile on your face, and that's it. Um, me and my boyfriend took them everywhere to climb with us and uh, take pictures for them. Uh, we've been or- uh, recognized everywhere. People are always very happy to see them, which make us very happy too. And uh, it feels like we created joy. Mission accomplished. They are so cute with their tiny little ropes and. <laughs> oh, they have all the gears they need. <laughs> Harnesses. Their harness is 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 very proper. It has a gear loop, belay loops, everything. <laughs> did you did you make them? Yes, all the um. I didn't make them. I made their their harnesses, um, backpacks. Um, they actually have rain jackets too. Oh. We just rarely put them on. That's so sweet. They're very wholesome. You know, we're it's not like we're trying to make money, uh, just to make people happy. It's just as simple as that. Oh, I love that. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with our listeners? Like an insight from me, um, also related to uh, what I do. Yeah. So whenever, no matter what you do, like try to enjoy yourself. Mm. Whether you're out climbing or hiking or mountain biking, because every adventure carries its own special story, mm. even the ones that you tore on your pants or jackets, because after you get them repaired, each little patch. Can be a reminder of that story and a conversation starter.、Mm. So tell yourself a good story. That's the most important thing. Yeah, like turning something that was broken into、mm-hmm. a beautiful story. Yeah, yeah. right.、Mm. People ask, like, what happened there? Does your jacket come that way? Because I do repair the way that make it look like the jacket came this way, but it can be. <laughs> Then people will be like, "Yeah, you know, I was on this trip." There you go. A connection's made. Ah,、oh, wow. I, I feel like there's just such like a deeper meaning behind what you do. Like you're not just repairing clothes. Like you are creating a way for people to connect with one another. Thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so sweet. I like, I like what I do because also because I feel like I'm doing hundred percent good for people, for me, for my customers, and for the earth. Yeah, I, I love, I love what I do. It's my playground in my shop. <laughs> oh, that's such a gift to to get to live your life that way. Yeah, I I really am thankful. <laughs> I was curious.、Um, when did you move to the U.S.? Ah,、uh, 2016. So not too long ago. No, five years almost. Wow. Oh,、well, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> It does like this country does offer this great opportunity for me to do what I do.、Mm-hmm. Well, Zoe, if someone wanted to follow you or connect with you、um, or get some gear repaired, how can they do that?、Um, you can go to zoecanpatchit.com to check out what、uh, what I can offer, and also find me on Instagram, 
Look for Zoe patches. I upload many before and after pictures, which I'm sure will inspire you. Yes. And what are your guinea pigs、um, Instagram? Guinea pig climber. Guinea pig climber. Well, thank you so much for、uh, coming on the show, Zoe. I learned some great tips from you, and I hope that this is encouraging for other people as well. Absolutely. Think of me when you do your zipper. I will. I will. I'm gonna think of you every time I do my zippers. <laughs> Wasn't Zoe the best? I hope this conversation inspired and encouraged you to make the most of what you have and to build connections, even out of ripped pants and mishaps. Please keep Zoe in mind when you need a repair. Her contact info is included in the show notes. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show and share this episode with someone in your life who might be encouraged. Until next time, I'll catch you on the switchbacks. Special thanks to Sarah Wells of Swell Design for album artwork.